I think it, yeah, it started. Okay, great. I'm speaking to somebody I know as Mar Marshallette Smith, who is that, that's the name you're going by, by the way? Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who is a really dear colleague of mine. She is a nurse and the thrust of today's conversation is as you can tell about nursing because something I get a lot of questions about and something I'm very fascinated with and interested in all things healthcare as my mantra goes for this little podcast about, that we're doing here. And so Marshnet, maybe I should ask you to get the ball rolling. Oh, oh or what was the genesis? What made you think of becoming a nurse and or even better yet, why did you become a nurse, maybe? So, um, I never really wanted to do nursing all through high school. I never thought of nursing. I knew I wanted to do something science-oriented, but I never had my finger quite on what it would be until in the year 2000 when I lost my brother um, to some unknown complications of an injury that he had. And at that time, I was working at Kingston Public Hospital in um, health information in the records department. And I witnessed the, the genesis of him becoming ill and deteriorating and the care that he received. And I wasn't too thrilled about it. And it, 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 it was that factor that pushed me into nursing because I really wanted to make a difference with what people experienced in the hospital. So your background was really admin? My background wow. was admin. Excellent. So you decided to go into nursing. How, which school you chose and how did that? Uh... Well, I chose the best school. <laughs> I chose Kingston School of Nursing 1 because I had relatives who had passed through that um, institution before. And it was considered one of the better schools to attend the prerequisites were very straightforward. The application process was very straightforward. Write a letter of application and submit your CXC results and any work experience that you had. Um, you're calling for an interview. Of course, the question is, why do you want to become a nurse? And I lied my way through that. <laughs> Telling the people what they want to hear. Um, and then it was just go from there. Excellent. So at that time, the, the prereqs were around, would you say similar to what, what the nurses have to do now? Yes, it, it was similar then. It was still five CXC subjects um, and must have math, English, and a science-based subject at that point, and any other two subjects to compensate. So it's similar. The What you find now, though, that because the nursing program has graduated from a certificate diploma into a bachelor's program. The matriculation is a little bit higher. So if you have CAPE subjects, you would get preference over persons who just have CXC subjects. So the, and at the time you're doing it, as I, this is just me, my recollection of events, actually, well, I did a different field, but I think that the course was a three-year program at that point. It was a three-year, intensive three-year program. We never had like a summer off. You get two weeks break um, in between semesters, three semester for the, the year and two weeks break for summer and Christmas. And it was very intensive. 
because I found that the nurses at our encounter, KSN would do their practical, or I think you call it practicum. Practicum, yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> at KPH, I, I, I would find them very good. And I dare say as good as others. Or, Absolutely. So we, I, our program design was, it's almost, I w it wasn't the apprenticeship, apprentice system, but it, it was similar to that. You had a uh, concurrent theory along with practical going while you're studying. Um, you focus six weeks on theory and then the rest of the time is practical. So you would see us a lot in the government institutions, KPH and Spanish Town at the time. And then if we were specializing, you'd find us at Bust Bustamante Children's Hospital or Bellevue Hospital and then the health centers, of course. Excellent. So in your opinion, when we mentioned it indirectly here, the, the difference that three-year versus, I believe it's a four-year program now for the nurses, I, you would say nothing was lost because that, that was my impression. In fact, the three years, some of the three years are, I, I don't know, want to speak negatively, oh. but stronger than some of the four years. As, as a nurse educator, and we're very science-oriented you now with our nursing program, I'm supposed to say the four-year program is better because there are certain requirements to having a bachelor's degree, right? Um, but for me, from a nursing perspective, the three-year program was much more clinically oriented for our nurses. The bachelor's program, we focus a lot on the science behind what we do as nurses and incorporating all of the new discoveries, all of the new research that we are going through in nursing and the changes and what is required of us on different levels of nursing in society. Excellent. That sounds like so the idea would be a bit more rounded. Exactly. Um, a nurse should be able, we work autonomously and interdependently in the healthcare team. So if you have a patient and their labs come back and the physician is not there, as a nurse, you should be able to look at those labs and start to identify where there are derangements in the lab and be able to say, you know what, I need to call the physician right now for this patient. Or there are certain interventions I can start on my own and call the physician, update them and get other orders accordingly. So that's where we're at in nursing right now. Excellent. The, I noticed at university, we had these courses we had to do, and I believe the nurses had to do them, sort of foundation courses that mm -hmm. are standard. Like, I think one of them was even history, you know, something. It was really far out, not really science related. Is that a general requirement now, or as far as you yeah. know? Yes. Um, currently here in St. Kitts, we teach the U.S. and the U.S. School of Nursing program. We're one of their franchise schools. So the students have to do foundation courses to include psychology, sociology, Caribbean civilization, which you could call history, um, law, governance and economics to have a better understanding of the social impacts on healthcare. So they're not taught in the bubble of the subject alone, but they're able to bring it over into healthcare, what impacts they have and the role of the nurse in addressing those social issues as they present. Excellent. Because I get asked that and I said, well, there's other things that you'll be learning. So I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> so 
in general, we're we're doing four years now. Four years, you would, you would say. In when you have university and you have, I don't believe you have KSN anymore. Is that no? That's not the university, the Caribbean School of Nursing at UTEC. Gotcha. And then you also would have NCU, I believe. Talking about That's Jamaica, no? Yes. Is there does Exed still exist? Exed still exists, but it's a franchise to UE School of Nursing. So you think Brownstone, you think um Western Campus down there in Montego Bay, um, Knox, Knox Community College, all those are franchised to the University of the West Indies. So yeah, this is me, those really inquiring, generally interested. I tried to research this and I said, I have no idea. So I said, better ask you. So so the 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 question would be, is there any difference between any of these institutions in, ter in terms of the training? Is there? So all the other schools um, utilize the same curriculum that fall under the UA franchise. So whatever is being taught at UA is being taught at Knox, it's taught at Exed at the same time. Um, same thing is taught in St. Kitts and St. Vincent because we're now part of the UA franchise. The students are exposed to the same curriculum. Where you might find differences is how the course is, the, the unique teaching capabilities of the instructor of the course from the institution and what resources are available to the students. So, for example, here in St. Kitts, we don't have specialist institutions. We don't have a pediatric hospital. We don't have a mental hospital. We don't have a maternal hospital. We just have one hospital that houses different cases along the way. So the students don't get that unique experience and they don't get to work with a neurologist, um, different personals in the, the healthcare team but we try to make it as wholesome as possible to match what they're getting. So the curriculum is the same. It's just that delivery might be a little different. Gotcha. And that sounds like in your situation, you would encourage the nurses to try and get a little experience outside of same kids? Oh, we, yes. We, <laughs> we try very hard to encourage that, but... At the same time, we recognize that there are cultural differences. What nurses are go-getters in Jamaica, we don't just sit down and get our degree and stay there. We specialize in something. We find an area and we advance ourselves. It's not the same thing here. One, you have to look at the needs. Um, needs analysis may show that you need specialist nurses, but who's going to support the, um, them getting trained? Are persons willing to leave their family? There is no local institution here to offer that. So they would have to travel to get it done. And all those little things come into the decision-making process for these individuals. But in Jamaica, our nurses get their specializations done because there's a huge need for it there. Yes, I noticed that if we can segue into something I'm, I'm just genuinely again curious about your thoughts as a nurse the amount of jobs available seems to be international seems to be quite vast to be frank <laughs> I don't, it's a real a lot of jobs and there is so there is a great 
need, desire, demand, to quote an economics term for these, mm -hmm. for this human resource. So you have that demand there. And as a consequence, what has been happening is a lot of our nurses have chosen, and I think for obvious reasons, and the obvious reason being, well, many, but one good reason is the amount of pay. And so they have chosen, and it's all you know, United States, and it's, I would say, and that being from the third world, somewhere like Jamaica, and Caribbean, I'm sure, from some of the Kittisha nurses would go to, and I'm sure... Africa and the Caribbean, they've, been, they've spoken to spoken about a lot in a lot of the articles. And yeah. they go to the first world. So they would go to the United States, yeah. UK, Canada mainly, I would say. But I'm sure to other Australia. Australia, anywhere in Europe that is sort of open and available to increase your income. And the secondary part of that is, of course, that you, uh, when you are, to your point, Marchette, a lot of owners are very ambitious people. And uh, it's not only mm -hmm. financial is one. It's really good to see more in your bank account. You get, <laughs> you to earn what you should earn. And exactly. I blame the internet for that because, boy, I tell you, everybody <laughs> just punches it in Google and says, look at this, I'm making a tenth, one tenth. And then we get a good laugh at each other because that's, for most things out there, as you know, even my profession. But also, I, I find this, and I find this with most professional people that do, want to do things at a high level. You want to do the thing, so you learn this thing in a textbook. And there is an yeah. ideal, there is a certain protocol, there is a certain way about yeah. doing it. And then I'll say, well, this is how you're supposed to do it. And then in actuality, at least locally, you know how that goes. <laughs> we know how it goes. You take we, your hand and make passion. Right, we're going to do Z. So if it's A, we're going to end up doing Z. So the, the question really is that, can anything or be done about the, that migration or the term is brain drain and if so what do you think could be done in all honesty i'm not sure if anything can be done um what we have to do is change from a governmental point of view our healthcare system where most of our nurses are um, come under the umbrella of the government. No, they cannot pay the nurses on par. Realistically speaking, they cannot pay them on par with the U.S. The U.S. healthcare system is an earning system. It's a business for them. People pay thousands of dollars to get care um, or Medicare covers it for them. So unless we have a pay-for-service system in Jamaica, they will not be able to increase a nurse's salary. If you go to some of the private institutions in Jamaica, I've worked at a couple on a part-time basis when I was there. When you look at their charging system, the patient pays for everything. So a needle, a syringe, a cotton swab, it's on the charge slip for the patient. You don't find that happening in a government institution. And it's those disposables that will run up the cost of maintaining um, the, the services there. They really cannot afford to 
to do that. And then you look at national health insurance scheme. If they had a scheme that would pay for the services where persons are paying those health insurance, then we could start to say, okay, we're generating some income. So now we can revisit what nurses really should get, what a bachelor's pay should look like when you look at the private sector or you look at bachelors in general across Jamaica. What does someone with a bachelor's in accounts earn versus a nurse who has a bachelor? So it, it takes revision from the policy setting in government to be able to address that. The world is a sick place. Nurses and doctors will always be needed. And unless you love your profession and you love your country, it won't be so easy. I didn't want to leave Jamaica, but I had a child to think about. So I, and a lot of the nurses don't really want to leave. They're there in the cold and they're thinking about home. And then they're thinking, oh my God, if I go back, I could juggle I could juggle working some sessions, some overtime to get it. But then I think about my safety. I think about my child's safety. Um, how safe is it for me to come back to work there in Jamaica? So there are a lot of things that attract nurses and it's not just financial from leaving Jamaica and deter them from coming back to Jamaica. So it sounds like the... I, I never even thought about that, you know, Marsha, that the that there is no there is no real positive income from health. That's what you're saying implicitly. That is it. There is no real positive because I, I think it was about what 2008 or something like that. Healthcare was made completely yes. free. Oh seven, uh, yes, you're right. Or you're somewhere wrong. around there. Yeah. And I don't know what inspired that decision. I've done research on Brazil's healthcare system, Canada's healthcare system, the UK's healthcare system, and it takes a ton load of government money to push into that. And then you look also at the taxes that these persons pay. They have they pay higher taxes from their salaries depending on their earning potential mm -hmm. to go back into this healthcare system. So the powers that be had a good concept, yes, but I don't think they looked at the big picture as to how they were going to finance this. What percent of your GDP is going to go towards this free healthcare? And when you say free, is it just a primary kind of free healthcare? You're thinking when it comes to specialist care, it can't be free. Those resources are not cheap. No way, no how. Exactly. Somebody pays somewhere and somehow, and sometimes you're going to pay with, uh, with your mortality, life. right? With somebody's going to pass away. And uh, uh, to your point, I would say that I think the free healthcare in the UK is the big, the best, or one of the, um, a good example of it. And I don't even think it works too well there. And what works for them, based on my research, is their primary healthcare system. Right. So they make they try to get you their community service. Their primary healthcare system is on point to minimize the pressure on the secondary and tertiary levels of care. Mm -hmm. So if we can get people to follow their diet and nutrition and their dental care and incorporate exercise program, community pools to keep people active, um, you know, wellness checkup every six months. If you don't have a chronic problem, 
then you are minimizing the burden, the morbidity burden on the healthcare system. And so their primary care system works well. But if somebody gets really ill and need that specialist service, you look at long waiting times to get into it. Exactly. And then in, it has become, there's an issue that implicitly in uh, articles reading the other day that the public is used to this, for lack of better words, free health care. So there are some procedures, there's a, the gentleman in the article speaking about some rare neurosurgical procedure that government said they would not cover anymore and their people are up in arms over it. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And uh, I've had, I'm sure you know people too as well that have tried to seek specialist care and quite frankly, typical to a Jamaica waiting, put on a list for the following year. Yeah. And I said, oh, but you can get it done if you go mm-hmm. private. So it, I, I think that the whole model, when they, their argument locally was that not much money was being made. And okay, fair enough. But some money must be made. And you were at KPH at various stages, Marshall. <laughs> you know that over Jubilee, they said that our colleagues over there, the people admin used to tell us that the Jubilee, the people actually pay their money over there. I had my baby at Jubilee in 2008 and I paid. And the people would actually, it's not like, so to give people a picture, whoever is listening to this, at the time pre the free or the liberalization of the healthcare, sector you used to have to pay it was a nominal fee mm-hmm. it was something like 300 Jamaican dollars which that doesn't sound like much now but then it was a little bit of money so it was something I would with inflation let's say 2000 Jamaican so it was some money that you would have to well let's put out a thousand actually it was really you would have to have it and invariably, even if you had that in your pocket, what a lot of people do is say they don't have it. And then they mm-hmm. go speak to, what that, what's that department called, Marshall? Uh, they used to call them the assessment officers. The assessment <laughs> officers. And then we, so I used to work at the, the entry point at the hospital, they call it emergency room, with uh, the person I'm speaking with now, Nurse Marshall Smith. Anyway, we it's a Marshall and I would wait on these people to come. I said, where did they do the assessment? <laughs> and so they, because there would be a line there so long yes. with these individuals avoiding pain. So I think, I don't know if somebody looked at that to say that there was, there was great inefficiency as well, which is factual, but that's just one institution. Exactly. So when, when you're looking at the composite we work in, we're not, I would say, what do you say? This is fair, Marshall. I don't think we were so happy with the decision. Absolutely not. <laughs> All and sundry. And of course, at KPH, fortunate or unfortunate, people need to know that certain complaints you will not get seen. To my former boss's point, who is probably, I think he's still on there, he used to say the place is called accidents and, and emergency. <laughs> and therefore, if you have something you have had for a few months, that is an unlikely complaint or issue Ooh. or diagnosis you're going to get through with. So what had happened after this realization was everybody came in the hopes to seek the free, and we were just turning people back left and right. 
Yeah. And I think there are articles written about that too. But to come back to the original point, I I do not know if there's anything. This is why I genuinely was curious what your thoughts are about this. Your your thought is a good thought too. I think we we need to get back to the alma mater. Um, declaration from the World Health Organization where we should focus on primary health care. Bring, make health care accessible, available, and appropriate to the people where they need it most. We have health centers, hundreds of health centers now in Jamaica, and we have them at different levels, type one, type two, type three, type four, type five, right? Um, that offers varying services. The government needs to push this information out to the public. We have trained nurses, um, community health nurses, nurse practitioners to work in these areas um, to offset the shortage in physicians that we have in the community. And sometimes you go to some of these, not like a comprehensive, which is always full, but some of the others health, other health centers, they are scarcely utilized. People will bypass, sit down with headache for two, three weeks and bypass the health center that is open five days a week, eight hours a day to come to KPH 3 a.m. in the morning to say I've had headache for three weeks. It's an emergency. So we need to educate the community on what the services that can come out of the health centers are that's right at their doorstep. And we need to staff these areas. We need to ensure that pharmacies are there, the dentist is there, that you have a physician or a nurse practitioner there every day, not just, oh, Tuesday is diabetic clinic, Thursday is this clinic. No, we need to staff it appropriately so that these services are always there. If you nip it in the bud, from that level, you're minimizing the load on the hospitals that need to service persons with the challenges that they come with that cannot be handled in the health center. And this way, when you are working as a nurse and getting this for, to be, don't know how to put it delicately, but a, a substandard pay, you won't feel as... Yeah, you won't. You won't feel... And you won't see one nurse or two nurses on a unit with 40 patients anymore, which is way outside of what the international recommendation is. Yes. You want, There have been days we've worked like that at KPH. Two nurses, 40-something patients on the unit, and you wonder how you're going to get it done, but you get something done. Yes. The, there's an article recently mentioned that... The president of the energy was saying that around 1,700, it could be nurses, I believe, or not to misquote her, left within the last four years. Mm -hmm, I believable. It, I think it's something like that. And she said that she, this is from government, it said that 4,000 transcripts were requested. So doing the math, the, the remaining 2,300, I suppose, let's say half of those got through. I, I have a strong feeling that most of them, most of them will get through because of the mm -hmm. what we just what we spoke about earlier, which is there seems to be a desperation 
or yeah. a, a great need of whatever words you want to use for this for nurses quite frankly you know for this healthcare sector it it's in fact i was recently told by a colleague marshall that a lot of my colleagues because going away traveling as a doctor is a little challenging i would say extremely challenging because even with requisite exams you there's so, the spots are so limited that the competition is yeah. too high so what they've done they, a lot of them just go to nursing school <laughs> they just they, they want to go abroad they they maybe they have some great desire to go there Maybe to and escape. They, they say that the you know can't bother with Jamaica and they, they sort of pay, not going bother with the private practice thing. So they would do the nursing course, and a lot of them are you know as as told to me recently, a lot of them are going as that. And in recent and times, it's 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 very easy over there, like to get into the nursing program once you have the requirements, which you know our Jamaican people are bright people. And you get into this four-year program, you graduate, you don't even have to wait to transition into a master's program. And so they can even get their nurse practitioning uh, degree in no time and open their own practice because up there, nurse practitioners don't have to work alongside a physician. They have that autonomy. So there they go right back into what they were doing before and sometimes even better. So, t- so talk about that a little, Marshall. So if the path that the nurses I encounter know, they do their UE, their UTEC, whatever it is, degree, they mm-hmm. choose to work for two years. I think one of our colleagues told me that you just sign up with an agency. Is that correct? Yeah. So they- you sign up with an agency because they have a huge gap in nurses in the U.S. Um, they're population one, and then they're an aging population, just like about everywhere else in the world right now. And so you find the baby boomers mm-hmm. are entering into retirement, and they are not willing to continue to work because they feel like they've done their time, mm-hmm. and they want their retirement money. So that is le- leaving a huge gap in healthcare. And so they're recruiting, they've taken in a lot of Filipinos because they could pay them cheaper. Um, And the Jamaicans, of course, you know, there are a lot of Jamaicans who are going um, into their program. What is slowing up most of those who have requested transcript is the immigration process. They're passing the nursing exam, licensing exam in the U.S. easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the immigration process. And the moment that is freed up, you're going to see an advent of nurses leaving. And I don't know what the Ministry of Health is going to do. I have to think of something. So to complete what you're saying there now, Marshall, so uh, you have to pass your exam locally. So I would have university exams, UE exams. Let's use UE. You do your um, UE exams and pass the regional exam because we sit under the CARICOM region. There is a board of nursing and they write the exam with contributions from the schools throughout the Caribbean. And all students who qualify write the regional nursing exam, which is executed by the CSEC community now. And once they pass that, then they are licensed by their local body as a registered nurse. 
And then you do that. No, and they say, okay, Taylor Jamaica, no, I want to go to foreign. Yep. The exam, the NCLEX. NCLEX. I would uh, seek out where it's been done, usually in the States, I suppose. I'd have to travel mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. And, well, if I don't have a visa, I have to get the visa, which now is going to be a challenge. So you'd have to wait now. As a, I don't know if you're aware of that, Marsha. The, the, no. the visa dates. Well, actually, I don't know if for that it would be different, but the dates are in two years now. I think I wow. 2024. Because of the backlog with COVID. Right, right. So I, I should say recording is the 23rd of August. So it's... At the, it's somewhere in toward the end of 2024. That was the last thing I heard. But I don't know if you get special permission with that. So anybody listening can just check on that. Because that you'd be in a special subset, I suppose. Special but, subset. And yeah. if you have an agency working with you, it could push things a little. Right. So when do I approach agency? Do I do my NCLEX first or do I go? To no. Well, you can if you want. It becomes a little tedious for you to do it by yourself. There's a lot of paperwork, a lot of forms to fill out. Mm -hmm. They have a certifying body that will examine your school transcript to make sure that the program is on par with the program in the U.S. So it matches. It must complement the bachelor's of nursing in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, once they have done that, they look at your clinical hours, your practicum courses to make sure you have sufficient clinical hours. You also have to be in good standing with your nursing council, which is the licensing body for the country. And once they write that letter to say, yes, she's in good standing with us, that's the basic part of things. That organization is going to give you an exam to see what you know, to test your knowledge and to help you identify areas that you have gaps in. And there are ton loads of programs out there to help you prepare for the NCLEX exam. So if you're with the agency, the agency will recommend, for example, an Archer review with you and you sign up with Archer, the agency is gonna pay for it. Mm -hmm. And you go through the preparation practices, reviews, practice tests until your date that you would have established with Pearson View for your NCLEX exam. And when that day comes, you go and you sit your exam, you get the results sometimes the day after <laughs> to say you've passed or not. Tell me one of our colleagues in Amash that she had to go to the bathroom and that's why she failed. And boy, oh, I don't... no. <laughs> she said I was, I was flying. It was quite okay and I just had to go and pee. And then oh you can't catch up where the bathroom was. <laughs> yeah, like, your time strategy. goes pretty quickly. Yeah, so it's a, she does reset and then she's somewhere in Texas now. So so the the question, what I find, if you've been doing your work and you have a reasonable amount of interest, you don't have to be any brainiac for anybody listening to this. No. And you typically that exam is walking apart time. I would that not walking apart, but nothing overly No, it's not it's nothing outside of what you learn in nursing school. It's just for you to read, practice um those questions. You might never see a question that you practice, but because of the concept of the question and think of their society, they are so into the psychosocial aspect of care involved informed care so while you know in our culture it is do as i say 
So you come to the patient with the medication here, doctor, order this for you, take it, which is not the way it should be done. Um, their culture is go through the procedure accordingly, recheck the patient's name, recheck their allergies, check the medications three times, um, tell the patient about the medication, what it is supposed to do, what are you looking for, what's the possible side effects, answer any questions they have, you know, go through the protocol. So we have to now change our mindset, take away the culture that we practice and study the ideal and answer the question with the ideal in mind. So potentially that preparation you would for average nurse, how what time period should they schedule their exam if they're going to do that? Once you make the appointment, the exam comes 90 days within 90 days of the appointment that you the date that you book. So once you go on, you have a 90 day period. So the 90 so, days, you would say, is a fair amount of time. It's a fair days. amount of time. I don't think any nurse who is really interested in nursing and really desires to leave needs any time longer than that. Because you've been motivated to go and you've read this stuff. And then go. invariably it would help you anyway, yeah. locally and abroad. So when I sign up for an agency, what percentage, how is the payment? Is it, is it a percentage? That's, that would be my assumption. So the so depending on the agency, they might have a group of hospitals working with them um, or the group of hospitals would form their own agency. For example, let's use, can we use a legal to use a name? For example, Baptist. When? Yes. Baptist is like a whole group of hospitals, right? Gotcha. They would have their own recruiting or hire a company to recruit nurses for them. And they would pay the company who would have a three or two year contract with the nurse. And the company would pay the nurse out of that pay. Most of those recruiting companies, depending on the category of worker, will start from like 35 US per hour in that two, year con two or three year contract period. And at the end, you can renew or you can decide you don't want to stay with them anymore. You're going to apply for a job yourself somewhere, switch state, follow up to the nurse. So, oh, it all depends on your circumstances from there. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, it, in order to the specialization, if I am a specialist nurse, Say I did ICU. The same ease of migration exists? It's the same. Um, if you're going in as an ICU nurse, again, they're going to match your ICU program to theirs. Mm -hmm. And then when you finally get there, there is a real intensive orientation onboarding um, program that is set up for you. So you have to learn their institution's policies. You go through their sim lab to learn their techniques and their equipment that they're using because as much as you're specialized, sometimes you go to these places, you're seeing equipment that you've never seen before. And you have to become familiar with what they use. And um, yeah, so their orientation program is in depth. Even though you're specialized, your precept precepted throughout a period of time until you have proven your competencies um, with the institution. All right, I believe it's a colleague of ours. I won't load her up 
on this podcast <laughs> when she she went to Arizona. She you know okay. talking, right? And our other colleague was saying that she was opening up every set and doing everything like the text because she's not used to just so that she would know what they're doing. Yes. So she would she was really there looking at her like an anomaly, but she doesn't want to be able to do her job good, you know, her own usual quite yes, frankly, yes. Jamaican keep it style where we you know, <laughs> quite really intense with our work when we're ready. What we we have spoken indirectly and implicitly, but I think we should just get into a little bit. So the hierarchy of nursing, because I get asked this a lot. So you will have your, let's call it practical nurse locally. I think they give that a different designation abroad in the States. I think they call it ESN or something. Anyway. The CNA. CNA, thank you. Thank you for forgive my ignorance. So you would have a practical nurse. Right. And that nurse, well, maybe I should let you take it from there. She would be basically trained or? So in our Caribbean setting, the practical nurse is not really a nurse. Okay. They are more of aides. Gotcha. Right. So they offer support to persons who are whether convalescent or they have um, challenges with meeting their own daily needs. Gotcha. So they're not really, in, and in our culture, they're not cert certified or licensed to practice. In the U.S., they are certified. So they become the CNA. And then they have the LPN, which right. is like our nurse assistants. Right in Jamaica. They are licensed to practice. They can perform procedures on their own and they work under the supervision of the registered nurse. Gotcha. And then of course you have the registered nurse um, and then different categories whether you specialize or not. And then you have the executive arm of nursing, the nurse manager, the um, nurse supervisor, the director of nursing. So the before between well practical, which it says not really a nurse, and the registered nurse, there's a what's that type of nurse? There's an oh, enrolled nurse assistant. Nurse, right, locally I'm, I'm talking. Yes, but, yes. Right. So the, the ENs, as it were, that that the training it would be more rigorous. It would be. Right. I noticed that that is, seems to be more organized than the regal data, but not quite to the level of a, a registered nurse. No, it's definitely not to the level. They don't go into the science as much as the registered nurse. And additionally, their matriculation, it doesn't require the matriculation of the registered nurse. Their program is shorter. It's right. an 18-month program. Um, countries may vary depending on their curricula because um, it's governed by the local nursing council. There isn't a regional council, regional body for the nursing assistant program. That's the local nursing council's program. So the, 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 the nurse, nursing assistants at university, what are they called again? So, oh, they're still nurse assistants. They're still nurse assistants. Mm -hmm. So they'll give them that fancy designation. Would they be more equivalent to enrolled nurse or 
You would. The nurse assistants are enrolled nurse assistants because okay. they're enrolled on the register. Gotcha. All right. So all of that can exist. So the practical nursing really is something if you're you want to get your feet wet and see what nursing is like. That's what I tell people. That would be a good idea. However, that to... would be a good idea if you don't have the prerequisites to get right. into a program. Right. So you could learn some basic stuff while you're going, while you're working yes. and sending yourself to get the requirements needed to enter nursing school. The So when I'm registered nurse now and the specialty nurses would be, we will give one example, ICU nursing. Mm -hmm. You said two others, pediatric. Mm -hmm. Trauma. Or trauma, psychiatric, operating theater. Okay, so many. So many, so many. Operating theater, nurse anesthetist. Mm -hmm. That's what doing, right? Okay, yes. good. So we do that now, but I decided, okay, I can't bother with clinical nursing. That's when I would go executive? Or you I can just... transition over into the executive arm of nursing. But um, because we are very qualification motivated now, this individual would need to do a master's in maybe leadership, nursing leadership and administration. Yeah. Or if you want to get over into the education aspect of things, there is the nurse educator master's program. Mm -hmm. You can decide that you want to be a researcher, mm -hmm. come completely out of things and go straight into research. There's that arm of a master's program as well. And then, of course, there's the nurse practitioner. Nurse practitioner. All right. Talk about that because I know you have passion for that area. So, <laughs> so That's my dream. That's my dream. <laughs> I know you're going to get it. That's why I know you will. So I know you're no. going to tell me you, you are done it and I am a nurse practitioner. Oh, my God. Give me two years. Yes, it will happen. <laughs> so the... I, I could go from RN to nurse practitioner or it doesn't work? Like you can go from RN to nurse practitioner. It's going to be a little challenging because um, you need to make sure you have some experience under your belt. Yes. Okay, especially in our Caribbean setting, the, the advanced school of nursing, they're not so quick to take someone without some experience under their belt. So once you have that, you apply, make sure your GPA is was over 3.0 to get into the master's program. Yes. Um, and then you would apply and you would do a master's of science in nursing with a specialization in family nurse practitioning. Mm -hmm. two, if you're doing it years? in two, um, two years. Two years. Yeah. Yes, two years. If you're doing it in the U.S., there are different arms of the nurse practitioning program that you can do. You can focus on pediatrics. You can focus on gerontology, which is very huge now. Or you can just do the general family nurse practitioner across the lifespan. Excellent. What do the gerontologists do exactly? The education so program? They, they focus on the older adult, mm -hmm. age 65 years and older. Yes. And what they do is they look at health promotion, disease prevention, quality of life, managing chronic illnesses, and um, making sure that services are relevant to meet the needs of these individuals who are aged. 
but because to your earlier point that the population is aging, there's a lot yes. of need for these. There's a huge need for geriatric specialist nurses. Um, we're not saying the general nurse cannot appreciate the aging process, but when it comes to caring for the older adult, it's a whole a holistic approach is needed. You have to think about changes in their dentition. So the meals must match so that they can chew and get good nutrition from it. You have to think about the um, changes in their cognitive functioning. It's not miserable, they're miserable. Their brain is slowing down, their memory is failing. <laughs> you have to think about skin changes. You can't just grab them on their hand. They're going to bruise easily. Their skin is going to tear. It's, you know, a lot of changes that these individuals go through that we have to be able to appreciate, recognize the norm from the abnormal and administer the care based on whichever model you're using to, you know, improve their quality of life. You see, everybody listening can tell Marsha is very passionate about this area. So I love I gerontology. That this 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 is your area of expertise here. So <laughs> I know you will do it. The all of these masters are available locally. Yes, they are. However, if your mind and I hope we have presented this objectively. If you're thinking of doing it abroad, would you advise, if you're going to be abroad anyway, would you advise you do that abroad or? If you're going to be abroad, it's so much easier to get into a program there. And then you think about the earning and your ability to pay for the program while you're oh, there. Yes. Right. Yes. And some of the hospitals that you work with there, if you're choosing a program where the hospital has a need, there are benefits. The hospital may decide to cover 50% of the cost or reimburse you 50% of the cost. So some of the institutions actually have an educational benefit component to working with them. And so most of the nurses do capitalize on that. Excellent. Well, I, uh, this has been very interesting. I, I know this, I've, I think I've chatted you thoroughly out. <laughs> And I've exceeded my time. I asked myself for X amount of time. We're recording this in the night, so I can't hold her up any longer. I, I thank you so much, Nurse Marshall. It's my pleasure. And maybe I should ask you, do you have any final comments? Um, I just want to encourage my nurses in Jamaica. I know it's hard. I have been there. And do I want to come back home? Yes. I am just limited by a child. Um, <laughs> I, I encourage you, I encourage our young nurses to find the passion in nursing. I know it's hard not to look at the dollar figure that you're taking home because you do have bills. You paid a ton load to get your degree. So it's hard at the end of the day not to see the dollar figure. But whilst you're giving your care, the individual who's in front of you, think of them as this could have been my mother. This could have been my father or my brother. So let me put my best foot forward. Let me impact this life today while I'm trying to make better for myself and for my country. That's my best advice. Nursing is awesome. Nursing is international. Nursing is aged and it, it is needed. So I don't think anybody could say it any better than that. I thank you, Marshallette. I thank you. I thank 